0: well hello everybody and welcome back to episode nine of the lucas and zach podcast this week we have a wonderful discussion as we are covering the adams family um not the very sonnenfeld ones that you love from the 90s the animated one that you probably forgot existed um
1: but here wow. with me today is of course my co-host zach who's wearing a wonderful hat how are you doing zach I'm doing good. You say this, but I'm definitely just gonna uh, back, <laughs> take a pirate this show and instead talk about the Sonnenfeld episodes. I only wrote notes about Sonnenfeld's and family. It's gonna go for four hours with no mode and family discussion.
0: It's gonna be very weird when the end of our oh. Halloween animated run uh, is about a non-animated film from the 90s. So that's gonna be interesting. But um let us start off the show as we always start off our show, which is of course. The last thing you logged on letterboxed. Zach, last thing you logged on letterboxed.
1: Um, I watched the American Classic um, Hubie Halloween uh, last night. Um, it made me dig deep in my soul and and think about what makes me tick and um, you know rather I, I, I'm the you know somewhat intellectual smart person I am because I definitely uh, laughed at a joke about eating boogers and I was like just like immediately ashamed at myself. I couldn't deny uh, the the noise that came out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and I but I think that's the charm of like I'm saying the movies, even like the worst ones, like the dumb jokes. are we talked about this in another you know, Hotel Transylvania episode, but you can make dumb jokes, you know, come off so endearing because it's just who's delivering it. He did not deliver the booger joke. Um, it was this pair of two farmers. The one that used in a bunch of commercials. I can't tell you her name, but either way, her delivery. <laughs> really good so it worked i don't know watch tv halloween if you have nothing better to do for halloween it's fun enough all right well okay so last week i i they pay me
0: yes we we get the big netflix bucks right now (laughs) um so, the last movie yeah, I the watched first podcast
1: was... to be sponsored by Netflix. I don't think I heard any Netflix plugs. Watch Netflix. You heard of it? Probably. Watch it. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> they, don't have
0: to, <laughs> they don't have to sponsor podcasts because they assume that <laughs> listening to a podcast already has Netflix. <laughs> um, the last movie I watched was Jumanji The Next Level, which is either the second or third Jumanji film, depending on how you want to consider it. Um,
1: it's Why fun. Are we both watching dumb movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's the type of movie. I think I, was, I think my thoughts after it were basically that was fun. It's nothing brilliant, but I will watch The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black in fun movies. Um, it's enjoyable on that level. I don't know, like, if anyone's going to consider this, that movie to be like great or anything. It's a fun scene. Yeah, There's mandrels nah. in it. That's kind of cool. Mandrels. You never see mandrels on screen.
1: Do you have Rob Schneider as an insane person? That main thing is he just pees everywhere all the time. That's why he's insane. Is that in the movie? I mean, Danny
0: DeVito plays an Asian person and a girl, so that's kind of interesting. So no public urination, I'm out. I'm trying to remember. I mean, there may be public <laughs> urination. You'll have to watch the film.
1: Check it out. I, mean, I think it's on Star it, right now. I, my, this my is going be my new... Plug. My new Box page, like the girl who just tracks like um, people eating meat in movies um, for the vegan alert. I'm just going to track public urination in all media. All right. All right. Or private urination.
0: No, it's Maybe only either. public. It's interesting. Okay. Public and preferably in front of other people because that's what makes it interesting.
1: That's what makes it public. I don't feel like you know what the word public means.
0: Okay, but technically you could urinate in the middle of like the town like midnight there may not be people around you but it's still public urination
1: oh so there has to be some kind of voyeurism
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right this is this, this section has gone off the rail <laughs> that can yeah, I, really, <laughs> I really want to talk about the brilliant 2019 film the adams family um uh where to start zach oh, this movie yeah, was made I... by a bunch of studios Um, none of them have the plot? You don't even know how the show. Oh yeah, that's great. I forgot. All right, Zach, do give us the joyful, wonderful, amazing.
1: Zach Ford (laughs) plot summary. Uh, so, um, Adam's family. Have you heard of it? They're a family of, uh, not monsters, just weirdos. Um, weirdos in a good way. Um, and they just like dark shit and possibly murder. We'll talk about that. I think they're fans of murder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They moved to a town. Why? I forget why. They used to live by their family and they got thrown out there for some reason. They moved in a. They
0: got attacked, basically. That's why they moved to a town. They attacked, sure.
1: They they moved to like colorful suburbia and then they built their dark house. Um, And of course, the suburbans are scared of them. And the leader that I definitely thought was Catherine Hahn, but turns out it was played by uh, Alice and Janney. I didn't realize they sounded the same until this. She um, owns, like, a house designing show, and she gets all the town people to be mad at them because they're ruining the, you know, the aesthetics of the town. Um, So she can't, like, sell the houses or something. I don't know. Anyways, there's a lot of bad jokes and jokes about peeing on toilets backwards. Um, And Adam Sandler didn't deliver it, so it wasn't charming. That's the movie. They learn to accept people of different (laughs) donks.
0: They learn to accept that pink is not a terrible color to have your entire house painted. Although, yes it is. Please don't get an entirely pink house. That's a terrible idea.
1: This is my next house. (laughs) You're not invited now. (laughs)
0: right. Um, So, this movie is interesting because a lot of the other films in this series we talked about, it's easy to start the discussion talking about a specific studio or a specific filmmaker. The problem with this is the Adams Family, and the animated version is made by like four different studios, none of which have a particular animation background. One of them did Sausage Party, which I guess in style <laughs> is a little similar to this, but not in content or humor. And then one of them did like Sherlock Gnomes, like these are not as probably stupid- as good
1: as Family. Um, <laughs> probably as it. good.
0: Um, one of the directors, Conrad Vernon, was involved in Shrek Two and. Um Madagascar 3, which I think we can all agree is the worst Madagascar.
1: It's pretty much all sequels, too, to stick out, except for Sausage Party.
0: Yeah, he also did, I think Monsters and Aliens or something. Yeah, he did Monsters versus Aliens. He's doing the second one. Um the other guy who worked with Greg Tiernan in the film, doesn't did a bunch of uh Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Like that was his career. Was Just directing. by that? Thomas the Tank <laughs> Engine. All right. Um, yeah. So I think it shows. Uh, yeah. There's no. There's no clear. There's, there's not a clear
1: thought in this movie. We were talking about all these studios, and, and they kind of have like an art altruistic, you know, view of animation. There's like a style that runs through their movies animation-wise yeah. and usually storytelling-wise, and this has, yeah, nothing distinct. It's just generic and flat in every way possible, because it comes from a right. studio that doesn't have any vision for their animation.
0: Right. Like uh, an Ardman and even like Tartakovsky and Sandler and then even Tim Burton, they all have, they want to be unique. They want you to know that you're watching something that they made. Yeah. This movie feels like it could have been made by literally anyone. Like anyone can take the basic concept of the Adams family, hire some famous people to be voice actors and just kind of make a movie. Um, I also did some research. It, this, it, the plot of this movie is basically a ripoff from Adams family TV shows like this isn't even an original story like parts of this have been ripped from like tv shows
1: from the 60s like it's there's some and you can n- tell a it, lot, a lot of unique story unique. is so generic we just talked about like how hotel Transylvania was able to like spin on uh, these common stories it, it went uh, the opposite route the route you didn't expect where this does everything that you would expect of course it's you know like a plastic suburban town that you know Learns to not hate the Adams Family. man that they're back. It's it's all been done fifty times it has been done literally in the you know sixties with the TV show.
0: Right. And it's not like nothing about this movie is surprising. The villain of the film is so obviously the villain from the first minute. You don't for one second think that she's just a TV person. She's fucking creepy and weird and bizarre, and you don't like her from minute one. It's oh. like
1: To be fair, I don't think they're trying to hide it. I don't think it's supposed to be a surprise. No, but but she's you not interested. You could have done
0: something about that character to make her, to make the reveal of her, all the bad stuff about her, like, slightly more interesting. Like, you completely no-sold your reveal. Like, it's not the biggest reveal ever on film, but, like, you were trying to go for something, and you just no-sold it to such an extreme level. It's like, why did you even, like, why didn't you just tell us that right up front? Like, you couldn't sell the reveal.
1: I also feel like sometimes it's more interesting to make them just like less bland, blatantly a horrible person. Like she's just, you know, not, she's objectively yeah. a, a shit bag. And making it more like a misunderstanding and where people can learn. But there's no mm-hmm. like real evil antagonist. I always find it a little more hearty I'm thinking about this now. We're just gonna talk about Hotel Transylvania again because the, the thing is, Hotel Transylvania has no like real antagonist. It's all a made up antagonist, and that's part of what makes that interesting and it's a lot better than just forcing you know this evil villain to um you know that we can learn a lesson through rather than something a little more complex a little more subtle but he's also just so frustrating because
0: there is an argument to make for why the adams family is concerning like they have a bunch of explosives they are they have some kind of dangerous people around them dangerous stuff kind of follows them you could it's have a character murder people. <laughs> you could have a character that is evil to the story, but you also sort of understand she is just such a turnoff from the first minute of this movie that you never for a second go, well, maybe she is trying to protect her the people she's buying these houses. She's just greedy and like nasty and like doesn't care about anybody. And it's just yeah. so blatant and so like over the head like beats you down with it that like even 30 minutes in the movie, you're like why why on earth like this the conflict isn't interesting because you've never understood her side in the first place they, they could have done they could have done really simple stuff to make her you as the audience member understand why she's concerned about the Adams family being and they just don't do it
1: yeah it's just so simplistic it's so black and white there's just no level of greater complexity to it because they could like also make the families confront their issues a little more. And they do it very shallowly of having to open up to like Wednesday, you know, having friends and going to school, but they don't really care about that. And they don't do anything with it because they instead rely on this, you know, simplified plot because they think kids are stupid and they just can go with, you know, this is wrong and this is bad. And that's how you learn Mm -hmm. lessons.
0: Yeah, it's very generic. Um, I think you wanted to talk about the animation style, which I think kind of ties into the story problems.
1: Yeah, that's just, it's the same thing. It's super generic. It's super flat. You have this great setting of an out family house which can have all the creepy things. I think the only jokes that do work do come from the house, as far as some um, visual humor. But they still don't do enough with it. And it's so exaggerated. Um, part of the reason like the live action works over the animation is because it still keeps it grounded. The animation forgets any kind of grounding. It's all over the top. Um, high end and it's hard for me to you know care or go for it. i don't need to see um pugsley you know like f- jumping on top of bombs and like in midair throwing them it, it's it's a cartoon in the dumbest sense of that word cartoon um but there's zero style to the animation they're going for nothing it's like flat circles the colors are are have no kind of shading or complexity to it, and it's just very interesting to look at. When I feel like you have opportunity for so much, um, you know, innovation and creativity to do with this. That's yeah. the best part of like Halloween kids movies is because the worlds are, are are dark but and weird. There's just so much you can do with the settings to make it interesting visually, and they don't. I mean, absolutely.
0: One of the biggest problems with this movie is in the the original live action, ones, um, it's so much about the characters being weird and quirky. And in this movie, the characters are really dull and they try so hard to make everything else it. it's like, oh, let's have Wednesday have you know nooses for hair as her the hairstyle. And it's just like it just doesn't work because you don't buy the characters from the beginning. So they can do all the weird stuff of bombs, axes, swords, like they can throw all the creepy weird stuff they want into this movie, but at the end of the day the characters are just flat. The animation, as I agree with you, is flat. The storytelling is flat. It's just really it, it feels like they they let a computer do this. Like they didn't even have creativity. They were just like, what's the most basic way we can get from point A to point B? And they just kind of did that with everything? And um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a... It's just really uninteresting i'm sure there are like yeah. kids who will enjoy this movie maybe
1: yeah before the show we were doing some wikipedia research because we definitely plan ahead and look up wikipedia articles five minutes before we tape <laughs> to get our, our background knowledge but um you know how reliable this is who knows but um T- supposedly, when it was under Illumination's hands um, before they sold the rights, um, Tim Burton was supposed to direct uh, a stop-motion version of this movie, and that visual style will be so much more exciting and so much more fitting to the kind of gothic landscape. Um, you're taking such a gothic idea and make it so normy. It's like the whole opposite with the Adams family, you know. Point is, and Tim Burton would have kind of gotten that that theme a little, a little stronger in the mood, and I feel like we missed out.
0: Oh, yeah, I think absolutely, because at least Tim, Tim Burton has such a unique visual style that, one, that like, you know, there's definitely scenarios where Tim Burton's style does not work for movies. But I think with the Addams Family, I think Tim Burton actually would have reveled in how weird and interesting these characters can be. And I think he would have also built dimensional characters in terms of having plot and, you know, quirks and make them interesting to the point where you cared about the characters. I think they just movie would have just been more nuanced. And I think this movie is just so basic that it it kind of kills any interest you might've had in the larger quirks of the family.
1: Say what you want about Tim Burton, but there's a love to his craft that he has. He, he takes every decision he makes visually very seriously and puts a lot of care and consideration into it. And you know, that's what the animation of this movie needs just a little more consideration rather than it seems just like so made in a rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Made by amateurs.
0: It just it feels really lazy. Like they, they go back to the whole Fester falls for terrible women thing, which is kind of consistent with the originals and stuff.
1: Especially but the other but they do women it. and like do the, it. Okay. the terrible women in the Southfeld movies are like terrible, but there's still like some charm. But now yeah. he's falling through this one who is like they just made it to be like the villain's villain. There's no redeeming qualities. So why is Fe- I don't want her in Fester's life. That's not I, I, right just, I just think of the Adams family
0: values in Cusack, and like she's terrible, but she also actively tries to seduce him. Like there's a clear intention of oh, she's trying to do this and in this movie it's just like, like why would Fester even fall for her? Like she doesn't cry for a second. and so that it just feels really hollow and like it's it just feels like, oh, you're just doing the thing you've seen in the Adams family movies where this happens like you feel like you have to put this in because it's an adam family movie but you don't have a good way to do it so it just reels, real um
1: feels really fake yeah um yeah i will spend this to my one positive. we're gonna we're gonna do it act like we like this movie for two bits so do it. They, they invite a lot of family members over for um what's basically like his you know monster bar mitzvah i forget what they call it Know, they um, something Magur- like, show, Magur- or something, it's a something dance. like that it's a yeah. dance with swords um that's entering posy into manhood so they invite all the family into here um, mazurka mazurka thank you and all the family members this is the only like creativity they have in any designs so there's a lot of good like weird goofy family member looks one's just basically the devil which i think you could have done better you do only look like the devil um but the other one, there is a woman that walks in and she has a bush on her head and there's a man that lives in the bush or is going off her head. I really like it, but I also have like 5 million questions. So is he in the home separate being or are they like Siamese twins or is it just like a pimple that talks going off her head? They place it. Is this like a wig and the guy just like chills out in the bush? Is he homeless? Um does he also need to eat and have his own, like, <laughs> animalistic needs? Is he a creature that survives, or is he just, like, an add-on demon? I don't know, but that guy is great, and uh, I'm going to be him for Halloween, I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nothing, uh, but I appreciate you found something to enjoy in this movie. Um, Let's save the big question. This for later. Let's talk about voice performances in this film. Do you think these are good voice performances oh, this in this movie? Morning. It really is, right? Like, um, I don't think I hate – so Oscar Isaac plays Gomez. I don't actually hate that one. I think that's okay. I don't – I, I really kind one. of dislike Charlize Theron as Morticia. You're
1: on the opposite, route, because I think Charlize Theron, like, blends in. Really? And, like, don't notice it. And I hate Oscar Isaac in it. I'm such a big Oscar Isaac fan.
0: Interesting. Okay. What about – I kind of – I like Chloe Grace Moretz's Wednesday. Yeah, she's fine. I think she might yeah. be the best one in it. Um, don't really like Uncle Fester. Don't really like.
1: Oh, no, that's Blue. horrible! And because Nick Kroll does Uncle Fester, and Nick Kroll needs to be reined in sometimes. Not good. Otherwise, he goes too far. Sometimes It's way to too Fester. over the top. It's way too over the top. It's, it's not a person. Him...
0: <laughs> no, it's not a person anymore. It, it's so far past it. Uh, yeah, I feel like
1: he's trying really hard not to like imitate Christopher Lloyd, so that he just like elevates it by 30 times
0: yeah this cast is like weirdly kind of stacked but also like not in a good way like in a really disappointing way that you're like how did you get so many talented people and then not do very well
1: yeah, and and really confused why they signed on. Like, why why did Oscar yeah. Isaac feel need to do this? I was really excited for it when they announced it because I missed the point that it was animated, and I thought we were going to have like a live action oh, yeah. Oscar Isaac Gomez and Shirley Stone, I thought that could have worked. But I don't feel like really I say him especially, but both of them I think just don't have like a distinct strong enough voice. I feel like his best acting is not in his voice to be able to carry uh, it. It's a good point yeah yeah I,
0: I would say a lot of these people don't have necessarily very distinctive voices yeah, it's a, that's kind it's of a big of
1: problem. it's a big miss and i think also i think one making it really really for kids like they're all for kids but this is like for the youngest and dumbest of kids well, um, I, I think it's not even just that it's also just that there's there's no like a
0: lot of the other movies we talked about during this run they have multiple levels they have the this like the stuff that appeals yeah. to younger children but then if you're an adult you can watch this stuff and go Oh, this is really interesting. There's like interesting themes. They're trying to grab the, you know, grapple with different um, stuff. And this movie is just, there's nothing there. It there's is nothing also- there. like there's-
1: even hotel tea, me and hotel transfer, your friends and I call it hotel <laughs> tea uh, for close buds. Even hotel tea is also for the dumbest and youngest of kids. There's a lot going for them, but as you That's said, true. there's, there is a level. So there's a thematic quality. There's an emotional quality. Um, and some, you know, dick jokes, um, For Caleb Coho to be amused by. Um, but yeah, this is trying to make your seven year old want to go see it in theaters and parents roll their eyes while they watch it. But the point I was trying to make is that maybe it's because that was their aim, but a big part of Adam's family, um, at least like a part that I love, is the like weird sexual chemistry between mm-hmm. um, Gomez and Morticia. And oh, that just like does not exist in this movie. They like barely nope. interact together. But in the live action movies, it's like, Fire, Gomez is kind of
0: like unattractive and stupid in this film, in a way that Gomez the should parents,
1: not ever be. They also don't care about the parents. They have no plot. They have nothing to do. It's it's about Pugsley's, um, Mershma Mershka, whatever, Mszergma, Mazerka. Thank you. And it's about um, Wednesday, you know, trying to bully the popular kids. That's the yeah. only funny joke. And the only funny line, which is also kind of an easy line to write, but when, when she's with the bullies, I'm like, I'm not locked in here with you, but you're locked in here with me, I still laughed at that. That that worked. I think maybe because Chloe Grace's Marathe's delivery was good in that outline. But that, she's,
0: that, one, of that, people, she's one of the few people she's one of the few people in it who does have the distinct voice. So like I think that's one of the reasons that her kind of, she kind of works.
1: Okay. We ready for for this very important question. Yes, the important oh one more one thing before
0: we get to the important question. Right. Yes. Off your point, this clearly did trick children to go to the theater because this made like two hundred million hey, dollars. Was getting a sequel in twenty twenty one, but um,
1: are you going to watch the sequel? Do you need to be an Adam's Family completist?
0: I think I have to be for a completionist because I am a mentally deranged, sick person. But I'm not going I, to enjoy it.
1: So I am not convinced I've ever seen Adam's Family reunion.
0: I have I've, not seen it. Family reunion.
1: Sure, I have. I was like ten when it came out, so I'm sure I like had it on tape from Blockbuster but i have no memory of it so that means if i already missed one i can miss on another i'm not a completist
0: Ooh, that's a good point maybe we should just skip it because absolutely. i cannot imagine the this sequ- i cannot imagine the sequel will be much better
1: i will tell you unless for some reason we make another podcast about it i will please don't i will not watch it i will watch hotel t4
0: absolutely I just, to just,
1: G- just terminator <laughs> just so, for the record if anyone in the,
0: if anyone That's listening right. wants to pay us five thousand dollars we will do an episode on adam's family 2 the animated one. Oh,
1: oh you're Absolutely. being real greedy if you sign up at any level on our imagined <laughs> patreon i will do adam's family you give me a one dollar a month <laughs> membership and i will i will film a half hour episode about adam's family Two.
0: i'm not sure you'd want us to i'm not sure you'd want to listen to us talk about it because clearly if you wanted that, you liked the movie a lot more than we did. But um anyway, let's get to the important question. The final question of this movie, the only thing that really matters about this film. Zach Ford, are the Adams pro murder?
1: Okay, so I think in the original Adams Family, you know, lore, I think the answer is unequivocal I cannot say that word, unequivocally. Unequivoc- <laughs> unequivocally isn't it? okay i feel like i've ever syllable but unequivocally <laughs> no no i feel like they they tread the line well that they're in a like dark ship but they're not in the murder like there's some weapons but there's no hints that there's murder they full on say they murder a kid in this movie they say okay. on the the murmur um that the last boy that, like, failed, they just, like, murdered, (laughs) or they just say they haven't seen him again. I I need to look at my other notes, because there's, like, multiple references that make it seem like they killed a kid. So this is, (laughs) this sounds like a joking thing, but this is a big problem of the movie, because you can't cross that line, because then they're just, you know, they are evil in a sense. It it gets rid of the whole, like, blurring of them just, like, liking dark things, Um, but also, it's you know, disloyal to I, the, the lore of the story just for, like, cheap jokes. Because they treat it mm-hmm. so half-assedly. They don't care what they're saying. They just think it's a funny joke to act like this kid might have been murdered. But, like, it means something. You're saying they killed kids. It also completely undermines
0: the entire premise of the movie that the that they were unfairly driven out and hunted down by people and had to, like, go hide. Like, if they actually were murderers, then like they totally deserve to get chased out by all these gangs. It just it is a very very weird choice, and um, it feels like they didn't know what they were saying when they did it. So they just throw it out there, it was and, a joke. And but then they never thought about like what. No, I, this is something I think you see in movies that are not very good. Is they. They make jokes, but they don't think about the consequences of the joke. Yeah. They don't think about what that joke means, and so they make the joke, Wait, and it's like...
1: Are you describing American culture right now? <laughs> <It's>, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically, American culture.
1: Hey, I'm not racist. It was just a joke. Absolutely. Um, Zach Ford, yeah. is, please don't say that. <laughs> it has got canceled. Uh it's okay. See, see nothing's better than explaining jokes. See, I'm not making a joke about me being racist. I'm making a joke about racists saying it was just a joke to, to excuse I'm not being racist. Now it's... See, we're all good here. All right. Zach, do you, <laughs> that was, you have do you That, to that was an inside joke for one person to make fun of Jim Green, because I'm going to explain every joke to Jim Green from <laughs> now on.
0: Jim Green has never listened to this podcast. I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Do you have anything else? Can we move on?
1: Um, I will say the organ songs were not as bad as they could have been. And the dumbest of kids' movies like this is they normally would just be playing like Lady Gaga songs in the organ, and I feel like they resisted the most dumb pop songs. They really would be playing like "Who Let the Dogs Out." It was still pretty dumb. Together. It was still it, pretty. Dumb. I think it was just um, off kilter enough to not make it that dumb. Though. All right. They did play um, "Everybody Hurts," and that was kind of dumb. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to trying to, to connect this, and oh my god, I don't know how we're supposed to connect this back to the horror slash monster genre. Um, I will just—I will go first. I will go first. Yeah. I think you have a more interesting take. My honest opinion is, I think this movie is trying to rip off the original Adams Family, like quite blatantly. Not even like make a new animated Adams Family movie, but just like kind of blatantly rip off uh, character traits, plot points, things that happen in these movies, and. Honestly, I would say just go watch the Sonnenfeld ones. They're so much better. They're so much more interesting. There's so much more care and love and attention Sorry. and interesting stuff going on in those movies. Um, it has
1: a visual eye, a real visual eye.
0: It's got a great visual eye because Sonnenfeld was a cinematographer, and it's got um, you know good performances. Yeah, I, I, this one, unlike the other ones uh, in the series where we can talk for a while about our connections back to the genre, I think this one is really simple. I think it's very clearly trying to rip off
1: its yeah. own material you're real nice saying that I had uh better take on this because I don't feel like I had a take. I just wrote like a lot of nonsense notes of things I noticed. Uh, I think like primarily I don't want to like assume what the albums family is based on, but it, it, there is some connection to like the haunted house trope, you know, that's usually filled with ghosts and monsters. It was kind of like, let's take a haunted house. But like, what if a real family lived in this haunted house and yeah. what would that be like? And, um, so so that's I feel like the general thing in the movie is, you know, you have this hot house that the locals are scared of and have the made up lores, but there's a real family with, you know, real humans and emotions there. Do they care about the emotions? Nah. This movie cares about nothing. But um but also there's just like a lot of references and um, there's like a dumb reference to it. There's a balloon, which we all can know is like an it balloon, but then they have to tell us, you know, that's about clowns. We could have made the connection on our own. Um so definitely there's like some inspirations for some, but it's not, nothing more than like Easter eggs. I would say it does have the angry mob, the, you know, number one cliche of uh, especially kids, animated Halloween movies, but you know, also it's a classic monster movie trope. So that's Good. there. And you know, the worst way possible.
0: It does feel like they, they took the basic Adams family plot and character, you know, choices. And then they were like, watched a Tim Burton movie and was like, what are the things Tim Burton would reference and how can and we do them, not. But, but not as interesting or <laughs> just lazier?
1: I just kind of there, it is, there actually is like a lot of Edward hand connection because yeah. it is that like picture-perfect suburbia that we're supposed to, you know, dis- despise in the director's eyes. That's and they're right. like the real villain. So you made a good connection there that I, I didn't even think about until you say it.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate it. Um, do, you got, do you have anything else to say about the connecting this back to the genre? Or do you think it's kind
1: no. of straightforward? Nah, no, I don't care. I'd rather go back to public urination jokes.
0: <laughs> we're
1: not going to do that. We're not going to do that because
0: we have concluded our episode in The Adams Family. We knew this was going to be fast, and I will let the audience behind the again. When we chose to do this movie, we just kind of wanted to do a movie that wasn't stop motion. We were looking for something else, and we thought maybe that'll be interesting to talk about. And unfortunately for both of us, it was not interesting to talk about as a film.
1: This is my fault. I'll take full blame because I actually did see it before we picked it, too. And I just remembered liking it a little more. And I think it's within the context of watching all these other movies side by side. I just noticed it's flaws anymore. So I take the blame and I officially retire from the show. Um, <laughs> and, and Lucas will announce my replacement next week.
0: Interesting enough, the replacement will be Zach Ford not wearing a sweater. Yeah, <laughs> <I got laughs> not wearing a sweater right now. All right. Zach Ford wearing only a T-shirt. Yeah,
1: maybe Debbie's no hands.
0: You've said it, not me. All right, but I think we have come to the end of this episode. We knew it was going to be a short one because there is really not a lot to talk about with this movie. And I don't think either of us want to waste your time by making you listen to us um, talk about something that's not interesting.
1: And yeah, I've time, already will... sipped this beer 10 times. Um, and it's been empty those past 10 times. I know. So, sorry. Time to end the show. There's nothing in this. Uh... So... The big important
0: thing to know is this episode is going to come out on the 31st of October. The same day, look in your feeds a couple hours after you get this episode. You will then see our bonus episode on It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which will certainly be probably longer and more interesting than this one because that's a better movie. And also on that episode, we will announce the topic for November and tell you what the first movie we're going to be covering in our November topic will be. With that uh, all wrapped up, thank you, Zach, for lending us your public urination jokes for the
1: evening. You're welcome. A spoiler alert: the first movie is Hubie Halloween for November.
0: We were doing Adam Sandler <laughs> <laughs> plays a child movie. Is <laughs> that
1: child Adam you know Sandler about this, the class?
0: Welcome. Well, get ready for our ridiculous six um, uh, episode on Adam Sandler Netflix movies. It's going to be fun. But with that, uh, Zach and me are done. Um yeah, Forever. we have nothing less to say. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> we hate each other now. We each other
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam Stanley killed this podcast. We're the only actual we are the small child that was murdered by the Adam Stanley. And with that, okay I don't forget,
1: uh, watch Netflix, guys. Have you heard of it? It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Zach Ford likes Netflix. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, folks.